brand strategy is really diving deep into who you are as a business, what you do, who's your target audience, how old are they, where do they shop, get inside the mind of your ideal client. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. So this week is a little different. I actually did an interview on one of my friend's podcasts and I thought it was valuable so I wanted to share it with you guys as well. We talked about how to brand yourself online. Some of the things we talked about were how to DIY your brand if you're just starting, you know, at what point in your business do you need a website? At what point do you need to do a rebrand or invest in a brand designer? So she'll be asking me a few questions and we're just going to have a conversation about it. Um, So I'm excited for you to check it out. Hey, hey, what's going on? How are you, sister girl? Welcome back to the Hey, Hey, Emmy show. I am so glad you're here. Today is a very, 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 very special day because not only is this the first podcast episode that I am interviewing someone and bringing on a special guest and an expert in their field, but it just so happens to be one of my best friends. And what makes this even more special is we're actually doing it at her house in Texas. We're live together. We're here. And so I am so excited to introduce you to one of my best friends. She's an amazing person. And not only that, but she's such a, like the way she is running her business right now. She is a, a businesswoman to follow. Okay. Cause big things are headed your way. So Courtney, what's going on? Wow. <laughs> Forbes, here you come girl. Yes. Hello everyone. I'm super excited to be here. This is a special treat to have you in my apartment. This is also my first live interview in my office. So this is cool. This is really cool. I actually slept in the office last night. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like a true it's a hotel too. <laughs> it is. I feel like a true what is this what like Mark Zuckerberg felt like back when he started <laughs> yeah. the social the social network, the Facebook. The Facebook. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's med- so, meta meta meta. Meta. I think it's called meta. Whatever. So weird. Remember, don't be weird. That is definitely something <laughs> we talk about here. Like be weird, like be your own kind of weird, but don't like don't be weird when it comes to like your sales and your Instagram and stuff like that. And all of those things that we normally talk about and share on the on the podcast, we're going to talk about branding specifically today Woo. because that is Courtney's area of expertise. You are so good at what you do. I am so, I've loved having a front row seat of your transition from health and wellness and fitness. So maybe you can just like briefly share, how did you become the branding expert that you are today? Yeah, that's a great question. So as you were saying that, I was actually thinking back to one of my coaching calls as a fitness coach in a program that I was in. I created a like packet that we had to do as an assignment and everyone was like, 
oh my gosh, how did you do that? I love your branding. And I was like, I don't know. Like I just did it. Like, and I actually went to school for graphic design. So that's a little bit of it, but I've always had this sense for design. I just knew like this and this, if you put this together, this will look good. Or I don't know how to explain it, but what came of it is I just started doing things on the side for other people and I fell in love with it and it just took off and I turned it into what was a solopreneur now an agency like as it grew and now we do web design and branding. That's so cool. That's so it's cool. crazy. The full circle just. But what I love about your story and what is something I encourage people who listen to this podcast is to build a brand off of who you are. Yes. And the reason why you couldn't explain it, Courtney, is because that's your natural gifting. Like that eye that you have, that is not a gift that everyone has to be able to take something and really make something out of nothing, mm-hmm. right? You take a lot of different pieces of the puzzle and you aesthetically put them together in, in a way that represents someone and who they are, their brand. Yeah. Right. So what is, what, when you're doing your branding work with your clients, how, what is a brand? Cause I think a lot of times people can get that, that word mixed up mm-hmm. in the online space. So maybe if you could define what branding is, that would be super helpful. Yeah. A lot of people like to over complicate it. So the simplified version is your brand is what other people say what it is. Oh, that's good. I like that. I didn't, I wish I came up with that. Is that Google? <laughs> Did Google say that? <laughs> um, I don't know who said that, but it's one of the oldest in the book. Simplify it. What do other people say that your brand is? And it starts with you. Like you said, if I didn't build a personal brand, and at the time I didn't know I was building a personal brand. I was just being me showing up. Hey guys, this is what I do. I'm sharing value. And that was the brand, but I wouldn't have been able to pivot as easily if I branded, let's say, a marketing agency um, and gave it a specific name. And then, oh, this marketing agency is now a fitness Like, it just wouldn't have made sense. But when people follow you for you, um, it's a lot easier to have them follow you as you pivot, change, because as an entrepreneur, you're going to change your mind. You're going to have new offers. You're going to try something that's not going to work. You're going to try something new. You're going to lose followers. You're going to gain followers. And you're just constantly reinventing yourself. Yeah. Like if you, for instance, too, because we were both in health and wellness before we entered in more of a business coaching and, and strategy type of industry. If our, in regards to Instagram, like if my handle would have been like, fitness, fun, faith, fashion, Emmy, <laughs> you know, like I would have tr- one that was awful name. Cause I'm trying to fit 5 million different things in one. Hello. We weren't niching then were we? Yeah. We were trying to do everything, but say I was like fun and fitness Emmy with Emmy. But then I went into Instagram coaching that would have absolutely been a confused, co- very confusing for people. And if you do make a pivot, there is going to always be some attrition. People are going to leave. But when you talk about branding. I love that quote. I mean, that's like a Pinterest worthy quote, but really like logistically when we like get down to it, what does that lot like logistically look like? 
Yeah. So when you break it in, I always like to break it into two parts. Think of an iceberg. You have your brand strategy, which is what people don't see, like underneath the water. Um, that is what you start with. Brand strategy is really diving deep into who you are as a business, what you do, who's your target audience, how old are they, where do they shop, get inside the mind of your ideal client. Um, what kind of websites do they visit? What does their house look like? What kind of car do they drive? You're really digging deep into you as a business, but also your ideal client. So when it comes to you as a business, you know, what key messages do you want to um, share on your content? Uh, what kind of messaging do you use? Do you, are you more peppy? Like, is that kind of messaging you use? Or are you more just casual? Are you more professional? Because all of that plays a part in the consistency of your brand. So for me, I liked our brand messaging is, or the tone of it, I should say, is a little mix of professional and casual because it's still an agency and we want to have that level of professionalism. We're not just saying, hey, girl, how's your day? Yeah. Like, that is not who I am. So that's not who my brand or that's not how my brand would talk. So first you have your brand strategy and there's a lot that goes into that. We don't do a lot of brand strategy as an agency. We do the brand design, mm. which is, is that it, on the top of the, yes. Okay. So that's what everyone sees and everyone thinks branding is that's the assets of your brand after you do the strategy. So basically you're taking the strategy and then you're utilizing that and breaking it into the assets, your colors, your fonts, your logos, using all of the psychology, what kind of colors are going to represent the strategy that we just came up with? What kind of colors are going to attract the target audience that we just came up with? What kind of fonts are going to attract them? What is the logo that needs to represent our brand when someone looks at it? Do you do both of those in your agency? Do you do the strategy and the design? No. So I actually don't like doing so the you, strategy. So what you would do is you would work with me. Yeah. Because I do the strategy. Yep. I help you develop that profile of your ideal client, knowing all the kind of questions that Courtney answered her with like, you know, what keeps her up at night? What is she stressed about? What is she worried about? Mm -hmm. What is her goals and dreams? You come to me and then through those things, we develop what are those feelings you want to elicit in your ideal client when they land on your page? Like for me, right? When you, when you come to my page, it's joyful, it's happy, it's fun, it's bravery. You know, I want you to feel courageous. I want you to feel confidence and success. And then you would work with someone like Courtney and her agency in order to have the top of the iceberg. We do the fun part, but you can't, have one, <laughs> you, you, but you can't have one without the other. No, you can't. Right. A lot of people like to skip the strategy. And I actually just posted a reels about this today. Um, yeah, this is perfect. So sometimes I'll get people come to us like, Oh, I want a website. No, I don't have branding. I'll just pick some colors out for you. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 that's not going to work. We can do that, but actually I won't do that, but you could do that and get away with it. You just don't know what kind of clients are going to attract and you could end up with like maybe a bright and berry website 
that bright and berry. I know because like pink and purple. Oh, I'm like, oh my god, no, we're gonna attract young girls. Like I don't know, instead of like high end luxury clients that we actually want to attract. Yeah, you're speaking about your brand, right? What you're not. You're speaking about your brand specifically. You're wanting. You're, My? you're not attracting. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so the funny thing is, um, I don't like the color brown. I don't like the color orange. Oh, yeah, but our branding is brown because it represents warmth, welcoming, trustworthy, grounding. And it also, if you use it in the right hue or colorways, um, it can have this sense of luxury like high-end vibe. And I'm like, okay, I just got to get over this. Like, Plus very cool and calm and like cat. It does kind of bring in that casual. Yep. Because it is but very much. A, yes. Because it is a very much, I would say those type of palettes right now are very trendy. Yeah. But. And timeless. That's exactly I'm what I was going to say. Ti- I'm, I'm simple and timeless. Like if you look at my house, you don't see a lot of bold trendy like it's very like when I buy things yeah what can I buy that will last me a long time yeah. <laughs> that is me well trends always tend to come back like leopard I mean yeah leopard I mean, is I do have le- that's right. the most bold thing in leopard my- leopard by the way is a neutral it is it is a neutral I weave in leopard into my brand even though it's not like officially I do like a good leopard I do too just like but it's I lo- gotta be the right to- like even for me I'm like it can't be too bold. <laughs> it can't be a bright pink leopard no. <laughs> or a teal leopard. No. Okay. No. Speaking of what not to do <laughs> with leopard, what are some things that people think? I mean, we shared we shared what they think branding is, but really, would you say then that most people go right away like, oh, I need if I need a website if I'm going to make money online. If I'm going to have a business, I need mm. a website. Yeah. A lot of people think they need a website to start a business or to start making money. And that's completely false. And you're hearing it from someone who sells website services. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I'm actually doing myself a disservice. No, I'm doing you a disservice if I tell you that we can do a website when you're first starting out. When I get on calls with potential clients, if they're a newbie, I'm just going to say like if they're new to business, I we won't work with them. Because I know that you haven't worked with a coach or a brand strategist to re- really clarify your messaging, and you haven't gone out and did the dirty or done the dirty work to get that proof of concept. Because when you're in the first three to six months, maybe even a year of business, you are figuring. Do you swear on your podcast? <laughs> we do not. Okay. We you don't are- swear on your podcast either, though. <laughs> you we did. Just- oh, I said ass. Is that a swear word? <laughs> Okay, we you do Bleep. you do the grunt work <laughs> and you figure out who it is that you actually want to serve and what it is you actually want to do, what your offers are. So you're constantly changing your messaging. So the right point to invest in a website is when you have that proof of concept and you are very clear on your messaging because what you're going to have to do is write that copy for your website. And a lot of people struggle because they haven't done step one. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that people come to me with is they don't know what to post, right? They don't know their content. And part of the content strategy is actually writing the copy. That's the fancy word of like the caption. Yeah. And so I teach my cash method, which is my proven strategy to help you write captions that convert to cash. And if you have worked with me previously, and then you were to go see Courtney and her agency, 
that it just makes everything so much better. And I appreciate you saying that because those are the type of people that you want to work with because at the end of the day, Courtney or me, I'm not, we're not here to make a buck. No. Like we actually because care. There's plenty of fish in the sea yeah. that have, that are at that level. That's the way I look at it. Like I know that I'm doing this person a disservice if I'm just taking their money Yeah. because guess what? They're going to change their entire website in three months. Yes. So I also had another personal experience with this where I was just starting out from pivoting from health and wellness. Gosh, no, I hadn't even pivoted into business yet. I think I was still helping. I was still coaching. I was still a weight loss coach. It's helping women lose 10 to 20 pounds without losing their curves. And I, I reached, like how you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I still know <laughs> my, you back a little bit. I still know my, I hope statement because you, you live and breathe your, I hope yeah. statement, like literally all of your copy, everything. This is what I teach my clients. Some form of your, I help statement should be an eat like one word even should be in all of your copy. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the reasons I on talk, your website. Yeah. I talk about money a lot because or cash because that's in my I help statement now. Currently, I help online business owners generate more leads and cash mm-hmm. with using Instagram. So easy for me, right? I can talk about Instagram. That kind of satisfies that check mark. But I reached out to someone that we both know, and she told me she asked me these questions like, you know, are you just starting out? All these different things. I don't remember exact questions. And she did the same thing. She's like, you know, I don't think at this point it's mm, a smart yeah. investment, but also you get to pick and choose who you work with. If you have a scarcity mindset, like Courtney was saying, like there's more fish in the sea. I don't care if you're a service-based business. I don't care if you're a product-based business. I don't care if you're in network marketing or you're not in network marketing. It does not matter. You cannot have a scarcity mindset. You will not have a longevity of, of, you know, a viable business if you do that. So I really appreciated that. And then later I actually went back and purchased something at a lower price point from the same person. Mm -hmm. And I've not yet ever worked with her again, but I have a good feeling and people buy from people they know, like, and trust because of the feelings that elicit, just like what Courtney said, that's branding Mm -hmm. is what, what feeling do I have? And what Mayo Angelo said, um, you know, it's not what you do, it's not, people don't remember what you do. People remember how you made them feel. And we actually have a lot of clients like, or potential clients that do come back. Cause I, I leave it as, Hey, like I, I don't think we're quite there. I think you need to work with a business coach or a marketing strategist. I refer them and then we'll just follow up with them or they come back. Hey, I'm ready to go. I have everything. And I'm like, great. This is going to be a much easier process and a great working relationship together. And when you have that energy on both sides, it's just, a, it's a partnership that has the energy to be amazing. Like yeah. I know I, love getting to work with the clients I get to work with. And it's an application only process to work with me privately in my one-on-one coaching. I get to choose who I work with because I want to show up in the best energy and be the best I can be for them and help them craft the strategy that's going to help them have the business that they want. So Mm -hmm. it really is a, a, a helpful thing for both parties. What would you say are some things, maybe someone, you know, they thought they needed a website in order to like even get started maybe with the business we've now established you don't. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that people can do branding wise specifically kind of in the interim before getting a website? Yeah. So obviously you're probably starting with some sort of social media platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, highly recommend focusing on one at a time. I'm sure Emmy's 
Emmy has talked about that. Um, but you also want to start with your brand strategy. Like I said, if you can't, if you don't have the funds to hire someone, which I think you should, invest in a business coach or a brand strategist that's going to help you get from A to Z. Um, the three main things you need to answer is what do you do, who do you serve, and how do you help them? Also, like what problem do you solve? Business comes down to what problem do you solve for what kind of person? If you can't answer that, you're going to have a really long... You're just an advertiser. You're advertiser yes. Annie. You're not actually a marketer. Yeah, yeah. So you have to have a solution to a problem. One solution, one problem at a time. So once you establish that, I would say that you do need to establish some sort of colors to really help you stand out online and be consistent. So everything in business is about consistency. Mm -hmm. So this could be going on Pinterest and looking at certain colors. You can Google this, color psychology. Google that and look at the, just go through. And based off of the person that you want to attract, what colors would attract that person or what messaging, what feeling do you want them to feel? Blues are more calm. Let's say you are a wellness instructor. If you were to come to me, I'd say, let's kind of focus in the greens and blues and kind of see what we can pull from there. Mm. Because that like wellness, you see a lot of green. Mm. Spas, you see a lot of blues and greens. Mm. So like there's certain food places, you see a lot of red and brighter green. Ooh, what are some other other ones that real estate? You see a lot of blues and reds. Okay. Blacks and grays. We do have a lot of realtors that listen to this. Really? So, yeah. Oh, well, there yeah, because you, there you go. Because it's a realtors are starting to get hit to the fact that they can't just rely on listings and other types of form that they've been generating leads and yeah. utilizing Instagram now as a really good tool to also continue especially during, you know, when we had the pan, I guess we we're still in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot. <laughs> I'm still, still doing that, doing that thing. Um, they had to create a different feeling of people to get to know them, yeah. right? They couldn't, they didn't have open houses. Blue is a great color for trust. Okay, cool. This is cool. Yeah. Um, pink is very feminine, but Gosh, it, if what you do you think about blogger pink? Well, I was just going to say, if you go too hot pink, you could attract a younger demographic. But if you have the, it's all about, okay, now we've established the color, but then the fun part as a Ooh. designer is you get to dive deep into, do we want to go more hot pink, bold, or do we want to go more of a lighter, more feminine that attracts kind of a, a spectrum of people um, that is, that can be more timeless. I have a thing with blogger pink, but like I don't even blogger pink. Yeah, because like when is bloggers it like a first bubble came, gum? it's kind of like a light pink. Yeah, but not bubble gum. It's more has like a more uh, brownish kind of hue to like not brown. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a color specialist, but yeah, I'll show you a screenshot. I don't know how to describe it to you, but maybe you know, and you're listening, you know exactly what I mean. The blogger pink. It was just like that. Per, per everyone was using the a pink. reason that they could, because a light pink can also represent luxury. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah. So, a fashion industry, mm. they could also that could also go another lux or luxury color is 
uh, a dark purple. So my bedroom Ooh. is dark purple. Hey, girl. Yeah, I mean, it's welcome luxury. to the palace. <laughs> it's luxury, and it's the queen has entered the room. Yeah. <laughs> the Z gallery. Oh man, totally Z gallery. Hey, well, we have different styles. Yeah. I'm not hating. But then you walk into my office, and it's more boho. Yeah, chic. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I like I, to diversify. Yes, I love that. So, okay, so this is so cool. So you have to be. I talk about color strategy as well. Yeah, and everything I talk about is very is very much like for someone newer to business or at least utilizing Instagram. Yeah. For the first time, they maybe, maybe you're established in your business, but you haven't utilized Instagram at least in the way that's you're making money from it. And so some of the things that you've already shared are really great because you don't need to pay no. in regards to using this specific strategy at this point in your season. Once you go to Pinterest, you can actually, can't you like choose the color? Like, so if you say you were going to do, deep purple you could do like deep purple color yeah palette. so so after you've gone through um you'll want to choose five colors really you should have a base color which is like your darkest color and then you'll have like a complementary color that complements that one and then the other three like the the fifth one should be your lightest color maybe a white off-white a cream base and then your other two are more lighter tones to really diversify and create that contrast. You do not want bold, 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 like all these bright, bold colors. You need to lighten it up because the more contrast that you can create with your brand, it just overall, it looks great. But um, after you've gone through, pick your five colors, then you can go to Pinterest and start creating a mood board with these colors. Yes, you can type in pink, light pink, and then pull some photos. You can skip that part. Oh. You could go to coolers.co. Yeah, yeah. I think it's co. co, Yeah. yeah. Um, And just play around with it and see. You could choose how many colors you want to put in there. And then you can choose. um, It's a color generator. Yeah. On a on a browser, so it's really cool. It makes a color palette for you, and then you could kind of just play with that. But my biggest tip: yes, spend time in this area, but don't spend so much time that you're being a perfectionist yeah. and you're not taking action. Because all you need is something to get you started. Five colors, three different fonts: your heading font, subheading font, and body font. So heading is could be a script, could be serif, sans serif, your subheading is going to be like the subheadings maybe in your caption or in your um, Instagram posts. And then your body copy is the ones that you use in all of your body text in your PDFs or, or your website. Yeah. But once you have that, just set it, stick with it and be consistent because right, consistency is key. And the best part about your branding is you can rebrand yourself six months later, a year later, but just don't constantly be not tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Just like your niches. Don't be a niche switcher. No. Cause when you confuse, you lose. Yes. So don't confuse them. Stick with something, really be consistent with it. And you can rebrand yourself. You're it's not set in stone. Yeah. I like to say 90 days brand themselves all the time. Yeah. I like to say 90 days, give it 90 days, especially on Instagram. You don't know when you're starting to use these brand colors and create like shareable graphics, you don't know what aesthetically it's going to look like until you at least have nine posts. Mm -hmm. And, and you can just continue to say, you do rebrand yourself. Those will just go down the the more and more you post. 
So once you go to Pinterest, then you're doing all of this kind of thought and stuff working Canva. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So you should pro tip money hit have Canva pro. I think it's like 12 bucks a month. Yeah. It's worth it. It's a write-off. It is literally the number one hands down best investment I've ever made in my business. (laughs) I know. And it's so easy like to use. You don't need Adobe, especially if you're, if you're not a designer, just use Canva. I don't even know what that is. What is that? Um, like Adobe, uh, Photoshop. You don't need it. You don't, you need don't, it. You don't need it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> we Get don't, out of here. That's what the rock said in WWE. He'd be like, he'd ask one of the other competitors, like stone cold, right? He would ask, I don't know if you ever watched wrestling. No. I loved WWE. Anyways, he'd be like, what's your name? And then right. Yeah. Right. When they would start to say, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> so you do not need Adobe. You do not need that. No. So if someone was, okay, we got the basics there, you know, it's maybe six months a year down the road from when they started their business. When, when do they know that it's a right time to invest in like a website or maybe they've created a course and they need a sales page? Like, how do you know to kind of come play with the big girls? Yeah. Let's talk about branding first. So when is the right time or how do you know if you're ready for a rebrand would be after you've had that proof of concept, you're, you're killing it, you're getting income coming in, and maybe you hit a point where you know, you've up-leveled your business, you're now serving a higher-end client, a different target audience, maybe you have a different offer, you, you've grown, obviously, so your business has grown with you, a few things have changed, and now you want to attract a different, maybe you've raised, raised your prices, you now want to attract a different ideal client. So more than likely, the branding will need to follow that transition now to attract the new type of person. So I was actually talking to someone. She was saying like, oh, I, w- I really want to attract you know, entrepreneurs who would pay $3,000 a month or whatever. Yeah. And I looked at her branding and I'm like, your branding does not speak to that mm. ideal client. Your branding speaks to the person who's just starting out. Mm. because the colors were there, but the hues and the right tones, like they were just, I don't want to say cheesy, but it was like a DIY. Oh, okay. Yeah. You could clearly see there was room for opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very blunt. I'm like, it's cheesy yeah. because I was at a point in my business, I started creating graphics and it just looked cheesy on my feed. Hmm. And so now I do a picture of me followed by graphics that are shareable, but so it's also aesthetically pleasing. That's a carousel post. Yes. And you see me do that with my podcast, but vice versa. So the first slide in my carousel post, if it's not just a straight up educational, like, you know, 20 Instagram stories that you can use, you know, in your, in your business if it's a podcast post, I will put a shareable quote, a shareable graphic in the first slide. And then the second slide will be the podcast episode cover art that has me in it. Yeah. So we kind of have a flip flop. Yep. Yep. Um, so maybe you're, you're at that point and now, you know, it's time to invest in branding. Um, you know, when it's time to invest, when you're at a point where a, you don't want to do it yourself. B, you don't know how to, you don't really know what you're doing, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I tried this. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. But I just really need a professional to come in and really give a true brand makeover. I would say, and you have good, consistent income coming in. I would say then you're ready to invest in branding. 
Um, you always need branding before website, sales page, all of that. Um, I've touched on when you're ready for a website. When you're ready for a sales page, because I think some people get this mixed up, I think the sales page comes before the website. Mm, yeah, and that's that's how I do it. Okay. So I don't have I don't have a website. Actually, I do have a website. I take that back. Yeah. I paid someone, I think it was like $350 when I was health coaching oh to do it. It was like Square or Wix or something. Okay. And I think I was one of her first clients. So it might've been like a beta pricing. Yeah. And I don't use that website yes. at all. Like not at all. And luckily I knew somewhat of kind of what you're sharing that I knew I didn't need like a high end website. Like yeah. I wasn't going to spend thousands of dollars, but I knew, I thought I knew I needed something, but I don't do anything. And I've rebranded from health and wellness, right. Or yeah. pivoted from that niche to business. So I now though, with my Instagram business coaching, have different products like the membership that you just heard about, which you can still join at cashinonthegram.com forward slash cash money stories. You can still join that. That when you click on that will take you to what is a sales page. So if you're maybe not tracking with what a sales page is, we can give you a visual example. Just go to that website. And that is essentially, I don't know if you share with them what a sales page is. Yeah. So a sales page, essentially think of it as a sales call. So when you're ready for a sales page would be after you've, you know, launched your offer a couple times, you've tested it, you've tweaked it, you're at a point where it's good and you'd like to now automate or expand your reach, a sales page, that's where a sales page can come in handy because think of your sales call, if you're getting on them, um, you're selling, you're walking through the customer journey and you're selling them on that offer. And that's exactly what a sales page does. A good sales page, I should say, <laughs> um, because there's psychology that goes into the copy for that as well. You're walking that person through, Hey, this is for you. If you're in this point, this is not for you. So they can see, Oh, this is for me. I'm going to keep reading. This isn't, I'm going to exit or go to a different offer. And that's okay if they do. Exactly. And then it walks them all the way through, what is this that I'm interested in? Is it for me? Are all my questions answered? And then where can I buy? That's what a sales page should do. That's such a good way to describe it. Because it's in, in the customer journey is all of those things that we talked about in the profile in regards to the brand strategy. Yeah. And you what develop, you sell on your stories. Yeah. You're just automating it with a sales page. Okay. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm very curious. When I... I'm interested in something. You don't just go to a sales page and someone ha has funneled you into oh, yeah. it somewhere. So usually you hear about on story. So if I'm looking for a coach or if I'm looking for a course or a membership or a mastermind or something to be a part of and invest in, I've most likely seen it on Instagram. I click the link. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I go to the sales page. I personally, this is just me and I'm curious because I know people are different. I don't really do a lot of reading. Oh, I don't either. I like make sure because if I know, I know because of what, what they followed. Yeah. Built in the stories. Yeah. I already know that I know I can trust them. I've already seen them talk about, they've actually already done the customer journey through their other content on Instagram. To me, it's just like a no brainer. But that's what you would call a hot lead. Ooh, I'm a hot, I am. Hot. A hot Thank lead. you, girl. So there's cold, <laughs> warm and hot leads. And I'm glad you touched on that because uh, a sales page can also like, let's say you're talking to someone in the DMS and they have more questions or they want more information. Oh. Bam. You don't have to sit there and explain and go back and forth. 
Oh, here's what would that conversation look like then? How would you, Uh, if they're asking questions, how would you then lead them into that link? So for us, um, I actually send them to our website. So we get a lot of questions. Hey, I'd love to know more about your services. Okay. No problem. Um, here's a link to our website and then here's a link to book a call if you have more questions or want to see if it's a good fit. Do you ever ask them like, is there something specific that you're looking for? Uh, and then do that the second I used to, when I, when we were like on the hunt for clients and they weren't consistently coming in, I had not, I don't want to say I had more time to sit there and like really go through the sales process. But we're at a point where if you want to work with us, you want to work with us. But that's what I want you to hear her say is, and you're going to be in different parts of your season, the seasons of your business. Like she didn't do it what she's doing now is not bad. And what she did then is not bad. And it's not necessarily a time thing. It's when you're first starting and you're building that credibility, you're building that, that referral base. We're in the relationship business, no matter the industry and relationships lead you to referrals. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm the same way. Usually with my one-on-one private coaching, I get a lot of people who've worked with me previously and then they refer other, you know, peers or friends, yeah. I don't necessarily have to launch yeah. or have a, a, a sales page for my one-on-one coaching because it's referral based, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like that at first. So I did have to ask if someone asked me, I'd be like, Hey, okay, what specifically are you looking for? So yeah. you could guide them in what ultimately is the best fit for them. Yeah. And a good sales page should cover warm, cold, and hot leads, the okay. length of it, the copy of it, because here's the thing. It's also SEO. Yeah. So yes, you're doing the grunt work by sending hot leads there where they may not read the copy, but you don't want to miss out on the warm and cold leads that do need to read that copy. So like we've had people, 30% of our leads come from Google search. Interesting. Okay. So they don't know, they've never heard of us. Yeah. They don't follow any of like me on anything. They need to read that copy. Yeah. And then book a call. That makes so much sense. So you want to cover all your bases. That's That's what a true sales page should do. So good. I love this. Mic drop. Mic drop. Okay. Now we make the heart go. (laughs) Way up. Oh, zoom, 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 zoom. zoom. (laughs) I feel like that probably. 90s. Oh my gosh. But I feel like that probably was like a funny joke in 2020, like maybe like July when we're like, okay, we're going to have to do this for a little bit. Like we're not just going to be locked down for two weeks. We're actually going to have to take calls here at home. Oh man, this was so fun and so informative. I feel like people are going to learn a lot from you and your expertise in a couple different, they could be just starting. They could maybe be kind of starting to explore some other options of how they can expand in their brand. And that's, that's so good. Thank you for doing this with me. This was so fun. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I loved it. I could, I could podcast for we, we have been, we, yeah. we literally have been podcasting cause we were on, um, Courtney was interviewing me for her show. So why don't you tell, this would be a perfect time to share with them how they can continue the conversation with you. Yeah. So first things first, um, if you want to check out Emmy's interview, which you should, it was so long. We did two parts. <laughs> um, so it's coffee with Courtney podcast launching end of January. So be sure to go check that out. Uh, Apple iTunes and Spotify. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram at CourtneyMarie.me, website CourtneyMarieCo.com. And that will all be in the show notes. I'll make sure that you guys can have clickable links to that. And um, yeah, I mean, would you love to go on a second date with me later? Like do this again. Would you ever want to come back? 
the Hey Hey Emmy show? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh my gosh. She's trying to like make it. She's like trying to play hard to get. Stop that. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, please take a screenshot. Tag me at Hey 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 Emmy and tag Courtney at CourtneyMarie.me. CourtneyMarie.me. Courtney, well, she's just trying to make sure they can hear it, right? Courtney Marie. Oh my gosh, you're, she, she's going me. delusional. We need to get this girl some <laughs> food, we, yeah. some sustenance, some, some sushi. Some sushi. It's going to be so good. So I am so excited that you joined us on this podcast. This is a very special day, and this is just the beginning for the Hey Hey Emmy show. Sister girl, I'm so glad that you're here for the party. All right, check you on the next episode. Check, check, check. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.